talk to the hand. Oh, what's in the box? This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. But... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Explosive Hammer Podcast, episode 012. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, as always, joined by my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you this week? I'm great as always, although I feel like I owe an apology to our listeners, uh, to be honest. Why Um, is that? Well, because last week, and as everybody knows, I'm I'm really bad at remembering actors and actresses' names, but, but last episode... I did forget Robin Williams, and that's like, like, how do you forget Robin Williams? So, you, you know, you rightfully gave me uh, shit or laugh when I forgot. Um, but I'm, I'm sorry that I, I forgot him. Otherwise, I'm doing great. How are you? I, I'm doing well. I feel bad. You, so you've been like hanging on to that for like a little over a week now. Man, as soon as it happened, it was like, what? I don't know. It, it, something about being on the spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Just remember, that's our thing. Remember, we always we forget. We forget names. At, at, at this point, it's, it's, yeah, it's become routine. <laughs> Anyways, we have a super special episode planned for today, as always. But um, this is going to be an episode all about Jeremy. That's right, folks. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Um, as we all know, The Avengers Infinity Wars is releasing later this month. I think it's the 26th, but I know it's at the end of this month. It's the and 27th, because so, i got to go to a wedding on that day. Uh, oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are they opposed to doing it at the theater? You know while what? Avengers is playing. That's a great idea. I don't. I think I, we should have it projected right behind like the bride and the groom. Absolutely. Um, but Hawkeye, I feel like Hawkeye is always the one who is overshadowed in the Avengers series, and so here we are to catch up uh, on all of Jeremy Renner's great work leading up to Avengers: Infinity Wars. So we've got to basically the way we're going to break this down is we've got Jeremy Renner's entire life. Uh, all the way down to his favorite color, I think. No? Oh, my God. Why do we even pay a research team if they can't get his favorite color? Um, and then we're going to break down... Oh, what? Red. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so we got it. Um, and then we're going to break down a bunch of movies that we've seen with Jeremy Renner. And then we've got a fun little game planned for the end. We're going to be assembling our own Avengers with Jeremy Renner characters. So, uh, to kick us off, Brian, do you want to tell us a little bit about... Mr. Jeremy Renner. Yes, I'd love to. I'm actually really excited to do this one. Um, <laughs> I think he's just, he's underrated. So I think this is like a good, you know, this is the first person that we've done focusing on. I think it's a good kicking off point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody solid, but not, not too mainstream. But yeah, let's right. let's learn a little bit about Jeremy Renner. Um, so he was born in Modesto, California. Uh, born in the Sunshine State. Wait, no, Florida's a Sunshine State. They're both the Sunshine States, right? There's a lot of sun in California. Yeah, though. there's a ton. Um, <laughs> he's 5'9", which is interesting because I, I'm six... How tall are you? I'm six foot. I'm 5'10", so, but one inch is all I need, so... Right, we're I both am... taller than Jeremy. Yep, so... Suck it, Jeremy Renner. Ooh, uh, basically but... means I could play a better Hawkeye. <laughs> I think he could. Basically. And I think... Uh, that's interesting just because, like I was saying uh, to you before we started filming, he, he looked, or recording rather, he looks sort of short on screen, so I didn't know how short he was. But, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I, I think that I always thought that was probably, like, especially with the Avengers movies, you know, I just kind of thought, like, it's so that he doesn't stand over, you know, like Thor and right, Hulk right. and stuff like that. But, yeah, that is, that's pretty interesting. Right, turns out he can't. Um, and he's the oldest of seven siblings as well, so he comes from a pretty big family. Yeah, that's insane, right? That that means that there's six siblings that are like, oh god, man, 
I can never live up to Jeremy. <laughs> right. That means that there's six younger siblings living off of, of Jeremy's income. Right. right? Uh, as an only child, I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> so this is also interesting. Jeremy Renner, he, okay, so he knew when he was 19 that he wanted to act. But this is the part that gets me. He wanted to act as of like a form of therapy and a way to get his emotions, to get out his emotions, which I think is like, I think that's really cool. Like, that's an amazing idea. And I think, I mean, it worked out to his benefit in a different way, but I don't know how many people are like, you know, like they want to act and that's their, like, that's their reasoning. That's whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I think it's super interesting that he, yeah, that he was acting not almost as a means to like, like get out his emotions, cry and yeah, be frustrated, yeah. whatever. It's really cool that, that that's the out that he found. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So he graduated in 1989, went and then after that he went to uh, Modesto Junior College and studied computer science and criminology. And then we have a quotation here. Then I took an acting class. I thought I'll give it a go. I fell in love with it. That's awesome. Um, good, good on him for taking that acting class. Yeah, seriously, because like <laughs> he, as he said, uh, or as it says, you know, he went to computer study computer science and criminology and that just wasn't for him or uh once yeah. he it seems like he always wanted to act but he, he like wasn't sure maybe yeah. but then he went for it and that's sweet um and then like once he started acting he he started off small as they all do he's some ads he was in some ads for mcdonald's for kodak duracell kia bud light <clears throat> looks like he struck them all and then uh you wait know, time out yeah this is where i have a trivia question for you Ooh, okay it might be later in our notes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fire it now. Okay, which of these three things did Jeremy Renner have a small role or part in? A. CSI. B. A music video for Pink, or C. House. Is this all of the above? It is all of the above. I think I think I've, I think I saw <laughs> separately doing looking at stuff that he was in all of those. Actually, maybe I didn't know that he was in House, but the other two, so I had to pick all of the above. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was he in House? What did he do? I don't know. I think he was just a, like a one-off. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't a, know. A patient, sure. probably. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it said, but I like deleted my notes so that you wouldn't see that part, <laughs> so that I could ask the trivia question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't. I I watched House, but I never saw him. Maybe it was probably early. <laughs> um well okay so he so like he was in these commercials these small roles but even then he wasn't necessarily able to make complete ends meet um so and one of the ways that he started making money was he's actually he was a makeup artist and i think that's super interesting because his, yeah. ro- his roles especially are pretty manly so like to think of him as like a makeup artist but that, again that's really cool he just said he could draw he could paint uh, and he figured, you know what? If I can make money doing this, I'll just I'll do this on girls all day, and that's that's what he did. And, and uh, he he said he would he said it was awesome because he could do that just for like a, a little bit at a time, and that gave him a lot of time to go audition. So yeah. again, kudos for him for doing what he needed to do from doing like uh, you know taking the acting class and then doing this like doing makeup for other girls or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a really and, cool like in right exactly get his foot in the door. Um, okay, so once he gets there, his first acting job was in National Lampoon's Senior Trip, uh, which released in 1995, which I haven't actually seen. Have you seen? No, I, I haven't. Okay. 
Um, but anyways, it says here he wanted to be in a movie uh, where he could be recognized in his hometown without pointing himself out. So after that, uh, he struggles to find some solid work until Dahmer, which released in 2002. I think we both talked about this. Neither of us got a chance to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he plays Jeffrey Dahmer, which, as you can imagine, was a really challenging uh, role. And so he had a hard time uh, coping with that after they finished shooting and everything. And uh, says it was his most difficult, difficult role uh, because it's the character most unlike him. And I think that's something that you see with like a lot of actors when they play like a you know like a psychopath or someone with some deep mental issues. Like they get lost in that role, and then it, it's like it, it. I don't know. It it affects them. Right. Yeah. To the extreme you saw with Heath Ledger, which is right, really yeah. unfortunate. But yeah, when these actors start like method acting or just maybe not even method acting because I don't think I don't think he went out and killed people (laughs) Um, but I have to do this (laughs) right I really this is for the role Uh, but yeah with him just getting into the the mind of a serial killer I I totally can understand how that would fuck with a person right and just affect him and like I don't know if it's affecting him today still what uh, 16 years later maybe it is maybe you know he thinks about it still whatever yeah, maybe it's something that he just still he just thinks about Dahmer as a person because I know that he for having to play Dahmer still I don't want to get too much into it but he had to find to play any character you have to find the the person in them right like the emotion right. in them you have to find something that you can relate to and latch onto to at least be a good actor and stuff you don't want to latch on to just serial killing so yeah I get that he would be affected by that yeah. Um, among other roles, he was in a short-lived comedy drama television series, The Unusuals, in 2009 as Detective Jason Walsh, another uh, series that I have not seen. Yeah, I was going to ask if you've seen any of this, because I, I don't even think I heard of this. No, me either. One season, so. And then, um, let's see, what's it, little, uh, Kill the Messenger? So he wasn't sure if Kill the Messenger, and again, this is another one that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um should be a movie until he read the entire script so he thought it was too good and too important of a story not to tell um and so obviously the, the film stars jeremy renner it's also his first film as a producer yeah which i think is super awesome of him to like there's the i'll, I'll go ahead and read this quote here uh renner said people aren't throwing money at movies like kill the messenger I wanted to ensure quality control for work that I was going to be able to get. Some things I'm going to have to manifest. Nobody's going to come banging down my door to go do Kill the Messenger, and I want to do those kinds of movies. Ended up ended up being a great calling card for me and the company for the types of movies that I want to continue doing. And like, do you know what the movie's about? No. It's it's like the true totally story. Lost. It's the true story of uh, I, I forget the the guy's name that he plays, um, who was like a reporter reporting on the like the. I think the iran contra scandal uh, i think it was oh. and basically like exposed it and was told you know he that it wasn't true and stuff okay and, uh, okay yeah and then he ends up uh you know in real life this this man was found with basically two bullet holes to the head it was ruled a suicide but you know right um and yeah jeremy renner was actually working on the avengers at the time that he his agent or whoever it was that he working with came uh, gave him the script and then I think Jeremy still wasn't sure, but then he finished the script and then he read the book. I, I don't know if the book is called Kill the Messenger, but he read the book that it's based off of and said, yes, this has to be a movie. And then we end up with where we are with him making his own production company called The Combine because he wanted to make the movie so bad, which is awesome. Right. That is really cool. I think um, 
like one thing that you can see even going all the way back to like being a makeup artist is that Jeremy Renner obviously got really passionate uh about filmmaking once once he did get there mm-hmm. um and I think this is like a great example and like I said just every in everything that he's done so far you can just see like there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of dedication a lot of loyalty to uh you know telling telling the story that needs to be told yeah certainly um in addition to acting, so we're, we'll shy away from his movies and stuff for a second. Um, some other things that he does, he actually he studies Ar- Arnis or Arnis, which is Filipino martial arts. So any of our listeners that might practice that, I'm sorry, I butchered that name. <laughs> uh, as well as Ma- uh, Mai Thai martial arts, um, and it was mainly to prepare for his roles in like the Mission Impossible franchise and the Avengers franchise. Um, but it's right. so cool that it seemed like he he kind of clung clung to that. And then another, yeah, yeah. another thing that he does that it, he's pretty well known for, I know you came across this, well, obviously we talked a little bit about Pink, uh, is that he's a singer, songwriter, guitarist, keyboardist, and drummer, apparently. And this is something that as we were you know, doing our little research, I, I didn't know this. No, I didn't either. And then um, I, was also, I was watching some video, he was on Jimmy Fallon, and he played, uh, it was like an Ed Sheeran parody, but the, the song was about like him as Hawkeye saying like, hey, I have superpowers too. But he actually, like he was playing the piano and singing, and mm-hmm. he, he was like, he was phenomenal. Yeah. And then, um, like we have here, he he plays um, I Drink Alone, uh, the uh, George Thorgood song in North Country. And I think in the movie, I think he only sings it for like a second. It's like a karaoke scene, so it's not like, a big deal but on the soundtrack it's totally him like performing the song and yeah he's really talented which is awesome i don't think that people realize that about you know when they're thinking about jeremy renner that's not something that's <laughs> going to come to their mind is that he's right. that he's a singer songwriter etc and that's that's so cool and like you said he did that song for north country and like the entire thing is on the uh, soundtrack and i didn't get to watch um the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford so i don't know if the whole song is in it, but I did see a little bit of the scene where he actually does sing in that movie as well. Uh, uh-huh. Like his character sings. So okay. that was really cool. Again, yeah. it, you know, using his range of being able to, even if he's not like the best singer, the fact that he's, you know, he can do it somewhat and is willing to. So yeah. that was really cool. So he's sang, he's sung in multiple songs. I just think that's really, that's something that not a lot of other actors are doing, right? <laughs> yeah. So. And I will say, if I, like, saw on the shelves an album, like, if you put a cowboy hat on Jeremy Renner, <laughs> he totally, like, he has the look. He like, does. I'll buy that album in a heartbeat. Um, ironically, his dream role would involve something with singing and music, um, but not necessarily a musical, which uh, I think is cool. I think, I don't know, I feel like in the last few years, you've seen some really popular ones with, like, The Greatest Showman and uh well, you know like whiplash and the, these movies that are like big budget movies but they're about music so right maybe he'll get there yeah i think that'd be awesome he he specifically mentioned i had seen something about like zeppelin i think maybe so maybe like a documentary oh my or something. god that wouldn't would that be cool. be cool yeah yeah that would be so awesome i think so too um oh. among other things jimmy renner owns a tesla oh. good for him right um are teslas are they all electric that's like their thing right right that's their that's their thing that's what right, he was, I was talking about sure he they weren't like also amazing. okay and uh, i just wanted to make sure they didn't what i was just i just wanted to make sure they weren't also making like these these extreme gas guzzlers oh right <laughs> right like <laughs> right before we give jeremy any credit no they uh, 
Yeah, that's and he he's had one. It was like 2013 when he got it. I guess that's like fairly early, right? Dang. Tesla's. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me about this. Do you know any? Do you know any more about this? I don't know. Uh, so this <laughs> came from his like Larry King interview. The question okay. was, uh, what what was your I think craziest or your most memorable fan encounter? And he said that he was in Germany. Uh, it was he said it was like five or six a.m. He was in Germany, and some guy came up to him dressed as Hawkeye. And I, I don't know, he didn't, he didn't get too much context to the story, but what's funny is that as he's telling Larry King this, you can see him looking past Larry to what's got to be his agent or friend or somebody in the background that uh-huh. he was with during this time yeah. that it happened because he's like, he's like laughing and, and he's even yeah. laughing at the next question. But he, so I, so again, I don't know if, if he was like drunk and he didn't, maybe didn't want to say it. Cause you know, what do you do right, at 5 a.m. in Germany? <laughs> I don't know. Right. But he said the fan, a fan came up to him dressed as Hawkeye in completely just homemade attire, cardboard, bow and arrow. <laughs> and just like, I don't know what kind of, you know, pants on yeah. or whatever, but, and just went, Hawkeye. Oh, oh, God. I don't know. He said he, awesome. he had a big smile on his face. He seemed to have a, he seemed to enjoy telling that story. <laughs> yeah, that would be such a cool moment. Yeah, um, it seemed like it really was. Yeah. Uh, to get a little bit more personal with him as well, though, uh, he family life because I really buy into him as like a family man. But then I, you know, yeah. I was like reading about him. I was, I was surprised to see that he only has the one daughter because he seems like somebody that has maybe it's because of his American Hustle character, which we'll talk about later. But he seems like a guy kind of that would have like a bigger family but no renner um and canadian model sunny pacheco yeah they have uh they have a daughter named ava berlin and she's now five years old i was sad to see that they got divorced like the following year yeah no longer together so you know who that is i don't know who that is i don't know no i don't know who it is but i just it it was like when i was looking at, at this stuff it was right the line like right under it and i was like oh (laughs) <laughs> right but you know i don't i think it's really unfortunate you see this all the time with, with actors you mm-hmm. know and Even, especially like if you've got two big you've got him as like this big name actor and her as a canadian model like that's that's busy that's busy shit <laughs> yeah i feel like once we saw chris pratt and anna ferris go down it was like <laughs> no nobody was, was gonna no make hope. it <laughs> right um. Oh, damn it! Right here in the notes, guest roles in CSI House and a Pink music video. Oh, there it is. I didn't look. Uh, okay. Now, as if we didn't have enough things already, like that this guy does on, you know, on whatever, he also flips houses with his brother and another friend. Yeah. And it has said it was like first for money and now it's for fun. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Like, where does he? Where does he get the time? I. I. That's a good question. Dude's got it all right now. <laughs> If we gotta stop building this house for a second, I got some martial arts lessons, and then I gotta go do some acting right. for Infinity Wars, and then uh, I'm gonna play a concert tonight. Um, let's see. Obviously, all these things being said, you can tell. Like Jeremy Renner, he he likes a challenge. He likes to work hard, and uh, he's a very creative guy. Yeah, that was like one of the biggest things that I took away from him. Like watching interviews, I watched a couple. I read read a couple. Was that he? like is he likes being challenged with his roles and that he's not necessarily going to take on a role that he doesn't feel like is either going to challenge him and challenge him in some way mentally probably more like Dahmer or physically more like Hawkeye but just in some way he he really likes having some sort of like he doesn't want to show up and know the answer is what he's yeah 
I definitely think like if there, I don't know if there's anybody that listens that is like an aspiring actor or wants to get into filmmaker or any, anything like that. I think that Jeremy Renner is a a great source of inspiration, a great example of you know this. It was not luck in his case. This guy busted his ass. Yes, he did. Uh, you know he he did a huge variety of jobs to get where he is now, and and, and I hope that he's happy with where he's at because he's he's done a lot of like just great great stuff. Yeah, he really he seems like he is from what I saw, and uh, yeah, kudos to him. From he, I think he like quit school to do it, but he knew what he wanted to do, and is again in his words from what his he said, don't have a plan B. I, that's what he, I think. You know, that's what he did. He didn't have a plan B, and uh, I think that shows. Um, yeah. So this next little thing, that his bacon number, I I didn't even think of that, and you you did this little research, so I'll let you say what it is and how it relates. But I just want to say that's really cool that you did that. Yeah, he's got a bacon number of two, um, and I actually found it was really hard to find uh, the, just like a bacon number, cal- like not calculator, but like an easy way to find it. But uh, okay, so he has a bacon number of two, which is pretty small. But uh, he was in a little trip to heaven with Forrest Whitaker, and Forrest Whitaker was in the air I breathe with Kevin Bacon. So well, there you have two. it, folks. But anyways, like we were just saying, like just hardworking guy, yep. uh, really genuine, down to earth, nice guy, doesn't doesn't give time to people's bullshit. I'm reading <laughs> verbatim what Brian wrote, so I, I feel I feel like I'm stealing right now. I feel like a thief. No. <laughs> but anyways, outside of, of of before we get into the movies and everything, you can just tell uh, from everything that he's done. He's just he's a great dude. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me, at least. He, I, like again, in his spare time, he could be like real life Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, the, Jeffrey Dahmer was real life Jeffrey Dahmer, but he could be just like him. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I, I have no idea, but from what I've seen, he seems like really uh, like a genuine guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, now it's time to get critical and uh, go through some movies that Jeremy Renner has starred in. Brian, do you want to take this first one? Because I feel yeah. like a cheater because I also haven't seen. I, I mean, I've seen the movie. But I haven't seen his part. Right. Yeah, you can't quite remember. Yeah, I'll start us off. Um, we've talked about this movie before. It's one of Jeremy and I's favorites, Lords of Dogtown. He did have a small role in it, surprising, because um, pr- not a lot of people probably caught it if, if you have seen this movie. Uh, this is the skating movie that we talked about, directed by uh, Catherine Hardwick. So shout out Helen Catherine Hardwick again. He just has like he just has a very small role as Jay Adams' manager towards the end of the movie, where he pops up. You go, holy shit, that's Jeremy Renner. And then before you know, he's out of there, and you and you don't yeah. even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, he did some phenomenal acting. <laughs> um, you could hardly even tell he was there. He was so lost in his role. Right. I feel like he took it to heart. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about one that we both watched this week, which is cool. Uh, the Hurt Locker, which released in 2008 and obviously won a slew of awards. Also uh, directed by someone we mentioned before, Catherine Bigelow. Very cool. Uh, Bigelow, so Bigelow cast runner based on his work in Dahmer, um, which is cool. I, I really wish that um, I had gotten <laughs> to see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously like this was a, a huge role for Renner. Um, it's one of the first few movies... Or, sorry, one of the first movies where he played the lead role obviously did like an amazing job. I don't remember exactly what all he was nominated for, but I know that he was also uh, nominated for awards for him as a lead actor. Uh, the film itself did great, obviously. Mm-hmm. But oh, like, here's the thing. I was watching this 
basically just you know like watching Jeremy. Like I was watching the movie as a whole, but I was mainly focusing on Jeremy Renner, right? And, and what I could say about him, and um, I just God, like he did he did a great job, but I love how complex his character is, and yeah. ha- like how I don't know. I guess the range the range that that he was able to pull off i think that yeah i totally agree that he pulls off a a a ton of range in this movie which is great because like he didn't play or up until this point i don't know if he really was a like lead well he was a lead role in Dahmer, but that that movie wasn't you know as mainstream as this one was like you said, uh, Catherine saw him in Dahmer and was like, he he needs to play, I need him in The Hurt Locker. He said that Dahmer was like a great fire to start his career. And so to, for him to then get this role that he can completely like make his own and not have to play a serial killer. Like you said, I, th- I think he play, I think he does a great job of showing like a range. And like one of the things that I think helps is that his character doesn't say, he, you know, he says some things, he doesn't say a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I think I was, like, struggling for words, but, yeah, that, that's, he, he does a lot with a little, I guess. Right, well, I think, you know, I, I put it, I wanted to put this Ebert, this Robert Ebert quote in here, because I, uh, I think that it's, it's kind of, like, what we're talking about here, and it's how I felt when I was watching it. He said that his performance is not built on complex speeches, but on a visceral projection of who this man is and what he feels. Like, I, and I, I thought that that was yeah. so, you know, pertinent I think to that, how I felt. Yeah, I think that hits the nail on the head. Um, I'm not even sure where else to go with that. If you haven't seen The Hurt Locker, I, I definitely think it's a must-watch. It is, um, but I don't... Did you, I mean, I don't know. I was a little let down because I don't... I was... I don't know if this movie deserved the best picture that I got. Uh, do you know what it was up against? Well, it was up against The Glorious Bastards. I know that. Oh. Um, at least that's what I'm pretty sure. Uh, which I don't, I don't know if that movie was necessarily any better, but I don't, I don't, the thing about like the Hurt Locker is that I didn't know too much going into it other than, you know, Jeremy Renner plays the, the bomb diffuser. The, yeah. But like, it's, it's like a lot of like, almost like a lot of little moments, right? Kind of that make up this whole film. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, there isn't too much of like a solid single arc. Yeah. About anything, at least plot point wise, but it's, uh, and, and like, I was a little, I wasn't really sure. I made more sense of it after the movie. Because, you know, whenever he, Jeremy Renner says at some point, this is really all that he knows is, like, being the bomb diffuser, which is, like, yeah. a big part of his character and stuff. And then, so he goes back for another 365 days. And then that sort of brought, reminded me that as we were watching the movie, it, it does the thing where it says, you know, how many days are left in the thing. And I was like, well, if you view the movie just as, you know, every single event is kind of a different day type thing. It, it's uh-huh. more you know it's more it, it kind of the, the plot kind of makes more sense rather than yeah, just a okay. bunch of stories put together right right but I did see that that was a big criticism from a lot of people who were actually like you know I, I was seeing a lot of people being let down on the internet that this was such a <clears throat> excuse me that this was like such a well praised movie overall but but Jeremy Renner himself deserves all the praise that he gets because you know he, he does a great I think he does a great job at points carrying this movie so yeah yeah particularly I think I, I think what you're saying, and I think that's fair to say, like, you can't exactly praise The Hurt Locker as as a movie based on, like, you know, give Jeremy Renner all the praise that he deserves. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that's fair to say that that doesn't put The Hurt Locker on a on a pedestal and and decide that it's the best picture. Mm-hmm. 
All right. But you want to talk about the next one he's in? Uh, yeah, The Town. Uh, it's a 2010 release directed by Ben Affleck, also starring Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, so I think this is interesting. I don't know if you know the story about this or not, but he says he wasn't sure about doing that, uh, his role at first. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, let me – I should go back. Jeremy Renner plays uh, Jem. He's like Ben Affleck's character. It's his best friend. He's like ruthless dude. Um, he's definitely – he's like the – not not the bad guy, but, you know, he's kind of like the uh, – I don't know. Yeah, bad guy, I guess. He, he He's the good bad guy or the bad good yeah, guy, whichever way yeah. you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm interested to know, you know, what – if if it if that's what it was if it was because that character was like, uh, you know, more of a savage if that's why he didn't want to take that role or why not? But um, mm-hmm. I have so much love for that movie, The Town. I, I feel like, and I f- I really love like I I you I feel like the brotherhood between those two especially, yeah. Um, especially like. The scenes where Ben Affleck, you know, he's obviously, like, he's trying to hide his identity and all that, and they run into Jim when they're, like, on the date and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, they, they have, like, a very cool, they, they play off of each other in, like, a very interesting way. Yeah, it's been a while since I've actually seen The Town, but I definitely can remember Jeremy's role in it because particularly, like, the scene where he goes to intimidate the guy, or is it intimidate when he goes to the apartment? I think he just beats the shit out of a guy in the apartment. Yeah, oh, so- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, I remember that scene. I mean, I remember a lot from this movie, um, just little things. But, like right. you said, the, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, the other, the other big scene that sticks out to me is when he uh, tells Ben Affleck's character that he was the one who saved him when he, I think he was shot. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah, like, uh, Jeremy Renner's character was the one who saved him. But that's, like, a big moment, you know, for those characters mm-hmm. in the movie. I, yeah, I think I think Ben and Jeremy have great like chemistry in this film, and I think like it comes from you know that are like you said like Ben when Jeremy needed convincing of this role or wasn't sure he wanted to do it or whatever, and he's like Ben, how are you even gonna direct and produce this at the same time? Ben's I, I don't even know, but I'll get it done, and you know Jeremy just is like I'm I'm 100 behind you 100 percent, and it's like it's like both true within the film and you know outside of it. Yeah which, I, yeah, which I think is cool, and uh, yeah, he just he just plays like a complete badass in this film. Like, he's scary, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah, he definitely <laughs> is. I think I I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but he was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. I think he deserved it. I think now that I'm thinking about it, especially with that scene uh, that we were just talking about, there's a lot of range here too for like this this ruthless character, or whatever. That's you know they're they're in a, I mean they're a gang basically, and. Uh, but also he has these like very emotional moments like when it comes to you know disowning the brotherhood and stuff like that right yeah another chance to show that range of emotions that you know he can do and uh it's it's good that he i'm just glad that he took that role because like you said he was nominated for it and he almost didn't even do it so that would have sucked yeah absolutely and i don't know who else i don't matt damon would he would that have been the (laughs) (laughs) excuse me the guy does the film I can't imagine Matt Damon like intimidating <laughs> I know. some dudes and then beating the shit out of them. It's it's funny because yeah, I can't either. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So he moves on from the town and goes straight into the Avengers movies. Like, we start you know starring as Hawkeye the next year. Do you want to you want to talk about that one? Uh, yeah. So he played is it his name's Clint Barton? That's the Hawkeye. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's Clint Barton. Uh, he what's funny to me i don't know if it's funny but it was interesting to me i guess 
is that he first stars as uh, Hawkeye in the Avengers, or at least that's what I thought. And it's that's that's like anytime I was like looking at his interviews or listening to him, that's what he seemed to say is that you know he got it's the, the Avengers, but he has before the Avengers he has like a post credits role in Thor. Oh yeah, I think he's just standing in the background. Okay, that, I, I didn't know. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I don't know if I remember it right. I don't think he speaks at all. Is it? But is he like there physically, or did they just impose him and Nick Fury? No, I'm pretty sure he's there. I think he's standing okay. in the background, just in like regular clothes, not you okay. know, not like not suited up. That's okay. So that's like, is it like a tease in a little bit of a way? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think that anyone was really even sure that he was Hawkeye at right. the time. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's really cool because I didn't know until I was like you know looking at stuff. I was like, oh, so he's in Thor before the Avengers. But I, okay, so he's. Then he went on to do the Avengers, and then you know, uh, Civil War, or I believe he's in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he. Yeah, he's been in all of the. Captain America. Like the, the, well, I don't know if he's been in all of the Captain America. Okay. But I know he's, yeah. He's in the Avengers, obviously. Like he was in Age of Ultron, and and he'll be in Infinity. War. At least he, it looks like he'll be in Infinity War. I don't even is he even confirmed? That was one thing I wasn't sure. Uh, I think so. he's on the poster. Oh, he is. Okay, because I was like looking. And, okay, well, then, cool. I wasn't sure. Uh, um, I think so. Well, no, yeah, no, he, I'm sure he is. It's just like, I think that initially he was like one of the people missing from the trailer or something. Oh, okay. And people were saying, you know, is he going to, is he going to be in it? And I was like, oh shit, it maybe, yeah, I didn't even see him. But, um, so he, but I think he does a fantastic job. This is like, for me, Hawkeye, AKA Clint Barton is, is like the perfect role for him because he's like this, you know, sort of sarcastic, quippy guy, yeah. but he's also yeah. like a badass. So I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I remember, like, in the first Avengers, I think that he's quiet for, like, the first, I don't know. I don't know how long, but I, I remember, like, seeing it first and being, like, I don't know, I guess waiting for his character to to shine, mm-hmm. and then he got that. And then in Avengers 2, like, you get to see a lot a lot more. I was actually afraid he was going to die because of how much they show. <laughs> you know, they right. go to his family's house and stuff like right, that. Right, right. Yeah, they do. I, I actually forgot it gets that in depth with him. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like praying. I was like, "Oh my God, they're showing his family. Please uh-huh. don't kill him." I'm still scared. Like I'm still scared that he's gonna get offed in the next couple between whatever the two parts of Infinity Wars. Uh huh. But I hope not. Yeah, I, I hope not too. But I could, I could definitely see him being some fodder. If there's gonna be superhero fodder, I guess you know Hawkeye isn't a terrible choice in terms of somebody that you can kill. Yeah, but that's I, I actually, definitely... like, this is a very quick side note. Originally, I was going to ask you if you wanted to talk about Chris Evans because I'm 100% convinced that he's going to die in Infinity Wars. <laughs> really? Yeah, but then when I looked at his films, I was like, he's in a couple rom-coms, and then he's just in a bunch of different superhero movies. He's different superheroes. <laughs> he, yeah, but, he's a ton of different superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, a small <laughs> small side note over. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I hope nobody dies but yeah probably somebody <laughs> uh, it could be could be hawkeye hopefully not maybe maybe this will be the last time that we see him as clint barton you know we'll see Aww. but um i would i hope that it's not because like i said it's it's like almost renner was like almost born for this role i think just because yeah of, like he just it seems like him as a superhero basically uh, and, I, and i'd be sad to see him go but absolutely he, so what he's i just want to say he's like in what five five movies as hawkeye or maybe four something like that though he's yeah yeah, yeah, definitely. It's paying the bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to take this next one, but I'm going to change it up because I forgot to mention The Bourne Legacy. Um, 
which I also recently watched. So he's in. This is like the fourth installment in the series, but it does not star Matt Damon as Jason Bourne. And you have not seen this, right? I actually haven't seen any of the Bourne films, sadly. Okay. Well, I won't spoil it. There isn't really a whole lot to spoil. Um, I didn't like the movie, but it's really it's at no fault of Jeremy Renner. You right. know what I mean? Like, he it's another role that like I think that he he is like the perfect person for his role. You know, it basically like if you're not familiar with the Bourne series, it's it's these I'll just say secret agents and <laughs> just keep it simple. But um, so I like he he plays a good character and everything. I just the like right there's there's a lot of issues with the movie like writing and the story in general and so it's it's whatever it's meh but it's not his fault <laughs> i i thought it was interesting that he said that i guess he didn't even like really talk to matt damon before or like when he took over you know not that he needed to oh, or, really? or something that like matt damon didn't i don't want to say reach out because that makes it seem like matt damon was like an asshole that's not what I mean. <laughs> but it just you yeah. know it was interesting that they didn't really have i guess like a passing you know yeah like sort of yeah thing. that is interesting because i think it was planned to do another trilogy oh really they, yeah i think so because there's so many born um books oh uh, right yeah and i so i think they were trying to do another trilogy and then that just it just kind of fell apart mm, it, it, okay so I, I like i'm i'm pretty stupid and uh like i don't know too much about the born series isn't there there's like a they just started it not started over but isn't uh matt damon's like back in it now like yeah i think they just did another one either last year or the year before yeah that's right i have yet to see that one because i have no hope for it (laughs) the first like the the original trilogy like that sounds so weird to say talking about jason Bourne, but the first three Bourne movies are phenomenal films Uh and they should have just and they're and they like steered off the path of the books and everything which was fine but um they should have just left it be and then not try and you know pick up on other little bits and pieces from the books they should have just left it as it was right um so i guess my question is like do they even because jeremy again like i was reading he said that he knew that matt damon would sort of be back or he knew before like a lot of people that matt damon would be back or something and i don't do they you haven't seen the film i wonder if they how they acknowledge in what way i'm, I'm sorry but jeremy renner plays jason porn or he doesn't does he not no no no, no. oh okay he doesn't okay maybe so. No. okay so so basically i don't i wonder how they what they do i don't like i don't know anything about the films i just wonder how all of a sudden matt damon's back and they're they, do they acknowledge it do they not is it just like you know? my, okay <laughs> my theory is that okay so in born legacy there's some there's some nods obviously to the born mm-hmm. uh series but i think that probably in i think the newest one is just called jason Bourne. yeah it is. not 100 percent sure okay i'm gonna go ahead and guess that they just don't acknowledge that movie at all. <laughs> okay i mean that makes sense but that's also really funny <laughs> <laughs> um is that is that uh all you had to say about the yeah Bourne? that's like, all okay. that's it because <laughs> yeah i wish i wish i could say more these are again three movies that i need to see um well just just the three so sorry jeremy <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so speaking of movies that aren't so good with him, you haven't gotten to see this one, but I just watched it. I watched his, like, Hansel and Gretel film. It, okay, so uh-huh. it's called Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, and I do want to clarify that that's what it's called because, like, really quickly, what do you know about Hansel and Gretel as far as the fairy tale? Oh, I, I know that it's, like, two kids, and they're, like, lured to, like, a, like a witch or something to mm-hmm. her house, right? And then I think she... I don't know. I thought in the original fairy tale she like 
just eats them, but I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm okay. Pretty, so I don't know if it's a like originally a German fairy tale or if this is the German version, like AKA like you know we have Santa Claus, they have Krampus, or you know, not that there's well, Santa Claus, it's Krampus. Interestingly enough, pretty much all fairy tales come from Germany. Germany, okay. I was... Just like yeah, they do like very <laughs> slight variations because a lot of the original fairy tales are like they're just horrible, horrible Dark. endings. Like children, de- yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that that makes sense then. All right. So. This is the this is the I would say this is the you know the German not the American take uh-huh. of Hansel and Gretel but yeah so Hansel and Gretel as far as I know it I didn't like super look into the whole thing but I just know it's it's the story of like the two kids who they go into the woods and I'm pretty sure it's the ones that they they lay down the crumbs to to remember their oh, way yeah, back yeah, yeah. and then yeah. they I think they had, they eat the crumbs or something or they get lost however which way or what it what you know they <laughs> end, they end up with the witch. And right. they're, they're hungry or something, and she offers them, like, candy or whatever. But, yeah, then she fattens them up with said candy and eats them. And that's, like, the beginning of the film does have that nod start like that. But then after that, it, it's, like, a witch hunting film, which is interesting, but it's not necessarily, like, what... Like, it's not, like, a, an adaption, a movie adaptation of Hansel and Gretel. Okay. Like, the fairy tale. Like, it does, like it's not, like, a, an hour and a half of that, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and it's... And also, let me say this movie's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not a good film, but I had a hunch that it wasn't good. Yeah, your hunch was right. Uh, but Jeremy looks like he has a ton of fun in this in this movie, and I actually I confirmed it by looking like at some things where he said that he just got to like let loose on this film, which you know like it's, it seems like it, yeah it makes sense because it's not that good writing and stuff. But it's funny because I had that thought before I even like, like read that necessarily. I was like, Oh, it seems like this is a film that he would have a lot of fun on because it doesn't, it's not really asking for much in terms of his role, you know? Right. Um, but yeah. what, well, I was just going to, I have to say like, I, I didn't think it would be a good movie, but at the same time, did you ever see the Grimm's brother or oh, wait, the brother, the brothers, the Grimm. brothers Grimm. Yeah. No, With I Matt Damon and Heath Ledger didn't get to see it, but I, I know which one you're talking about. It's a bad movie, but like it's kind of cool as an idea. It's it's like very similar. The, basically, they like play it off like they're they hunt witches and trolls and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff like that. And then it turns out like they're faking all of it. And it's basically like the plot of Scooby Doo. Oh, uh, it okay. <laughs> turns out they're faking it, and then like a real witch comes. But it, I don't know. It's actually like kind of a cool movie. I don't. I wouldn't say it's like a guilty pleasure, but I. I kind of I was like this is alright I can I can deal with this yes um, this is that's definitely the film well there's two films that I thought of when I was watching this that one and then obviously Van Helsing but The Brothers Grimm is it's really funny that you bring that up because I was about to say I haven't seen that movie but then when you said that they're faking it I did see the opening scene where they're like in a barn or something and they have like the fake yeah. witches or people <laughs> yeah. I remember that now um, yeah no that's that's a great comparison because it's another like like fairy tale movie that isn't necessarily supposed to be taken too serious like isn't trying to be that great of a movie you know again like i don't i don't like when a movie's not trying to be good but but this one just like sort of fails and all ends it's not van helsing was super fun the brothers grim was pretty fun and this movie right. just really doesn't have any of that like a little bit of yeah. charm the one thing that it does have is brutality and blood and gore and killing children and head stomping and there's a near rape oh, really? scene and so i'm gonna go ahead and guess it's rated r it has to be rated R. There's, as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, there's no, I can't, I thought this was like PG-13, you know, like a soft PG-13. Right. And yeah. Then, okay. So 
and it's I'm like a hard more interested now yeah it's it, it kinda, i kind of assumed that too i thought it was like a you know like a young adult right aimed at yeah it's exactly what i thought going in especially with like jeremy renner cast you don't think of him as you know too yeah. whatever but then you start watching the film and like i said people are getting their heads stomped limbs ripped off <laughs> like oh my god stabbed in different places they don't shy away from they don't show they almost show a, ch- a child being beheaded, but you know they don't shy away from <laughs> from hinting at it. Like I said, I watched the extended version where there, I guess, in the original there isn't like a a, a rape scene or near rape scene, I should oh, say. Okay. But yeah, it gets pretty. I I, I almost watched on YouTube TV, but it said it was like, you know, cut down for audience. Like uh, uh, I said, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Let me, I wanna I wanna download it. So I did. Think and, of the children. <laughs> so Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't. I uh. I'm not gonna get too much into Jeremy Renner in this film because there's too much to say about him. <laughs> Other than like I said, he had fun. He he did it. Um, yeah. He did a lot of his own stunts. And they actually had to stop filming this because he got so popular in the Avengers and Born Legacy. They had to stop filming this for nearly a year. They delayed this film for like a year because oh of Jeremy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Um uh, all right. Something less brutal <laughs> with Jeremy Renner. American Hustle. Uh, which released in 2013, David Russell. My God, this movie got just awards thrown at it from every angle. Um, so Jeremy Renner plays like the mayor. Uh, what he's like the mayor of Camden, New Jersey, and very different, very different role uh-huh. um, for Renner. I think you were talking about this earlier, right? You were talking about like the family scene, uh, like how he comes off as like this family man or you know, yeah, family oriented guy, I guess. Um, very, like very cool. I've I felt really uh, there were a lot of feels for his character at the end when he just he just is like so betrayed. Yeah, I I kept waiting for him to be the bad guy in this film, but then he Me never too, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just sad. Yeah, I think that's what makes it heartbreaking. And then you're like, oh, oh no. You're like, wait, no, he's being taken away, but he still can. He's still bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> and also, his hair. His hair. <laughs> What I don't even know, like what you call. I don't even know if that was popular. If that, if that was like the way that any single person did their hair, but I loved it. I I loved it too. I think like it's worth mentioning, particularly because one of the trailers I saw for one of his films I didn't watch or something. I forget what it was, but it was one of the YouTube comments was like, "So Jeremy has the same hair in every film, then." And I was like, oh, he kind of does, but in this one, he definitely doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like a, it looks like a plastic piece that they just like. It does, up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he plays. I mean, he's he's, I guess he's a minor character, but uh, I th- I think that he he does a really good job. And like I said, it's different from his you know like actiony roles. And this is coming off of like Adventures and mm-hmm. uh, Hansel and Gretel and these movies where he's doing stunts and stuff. And now he's just like this family guy who thinks he's doing the right thing and he's definitely not yeah in terms of like characters certainly a change of pace for jeremy to like you said going from shooting arrows and flying and killing and all this stuff and yeah it's just that he's a chill family man and he the whole movie he's trying to do right i think he he like he doesn't have a ton of screen time but with what he does he definitely does a, a good job of like you know gaining for me he gains sympathy and and all that yeah i think yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't have a lot of screen time, but like we both were just saying, like it's pretty heartbreaking at the end when he. I I can like very vividly picture like the look that he gives. Uh, what's his name's character when he like real when he realizes that 
you know, things are like not right and he's being arrested. The Christian Bale when they have yeah, that yeah. moment. Yeah, that's, yeah, they had it. Yeah. I, I love, yeah, I, I love that scene. Like, Christian Bale is great in it too. Actually, everybody was phenomenal in this movie except for yeah, yeah. Lawrence. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, he, like, he just, yeah, the, all he has to do is give, he gives a look and, uh, yeah. and it was like, aw. Um, but this, is this the first, or when you watched this movie, was it the first time you'd seen it? Wow. No, that's no not, I, wait. <laughs> wow, I, no, I don't even know what I mean. I didn't watch, I didn't watch this you in the past it. week. No, I watched it, I saw it like opening night because I didn't know what it was. I just knew it, it looked cool as yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't this come out around the same time as like Wolf of Wall Street or something? Because I feel like I got them yeah, confused. Yeah, it, it came out, okay, I don't remember what else. I know Wolf of Wall Street, there were a couple others. They were all Oscar bait. <laughs> um, but they all made it. They all made it to the Oscars, and, and they all got a lot of awards. So okay. Um, do you, okay, I just want to ask you if you just remember? Do you remember the the story that Louis tells as the like mm. Louis C.K. this character in the movie? He, no, I I don't remember it exactly. Like he keep he keeps telling the story to Bradley Cooper's yeah. character about the ice fishing. And so, for anybody that has seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, like Louis C.K. plays like the the cop, the boss of of um, I just said his name, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's character, and he and but he's telling the story about how like he went ice fishing with his brother and his dad, and he never gets to the end of it multiple times when he's telling Bradley Cooper. But uh, I guess like Louis confirmed, if anybody's wondering, Louis confirmed like an interview or something that apparently the end of the story was that his brother like took a dump in the ice. <laughs> and it sort of melted the ice a little bit, but then it froze, and this poop was just there, and it was like this thing that was in between his brother and his dad, and it caused him to be in between. But uh, I don't know. It's interesting that I, I just want to know the end of the story. But I, I also thought it was funny in the movie, the, the scene where Bradley Cooper goes, something. I don't know. He, he's Lucy can't mention the ice being thin. And Bradley Cooper goes, "Your brother fell in the ice and he died. That's what it is. That's the end of the story. He died." And he's like, "No, no, that's not the end." He's like, "God damn it!" Or something. That I thought that was funny. <laughs> I re- yeah I remember him tr- attempting to tell the story but I c- I didn't realize that he never does actually finish the story right and, and yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> so that's the end in case anybody pulled that story from yeah it's very interesting because obviously like if Louis C K had the ending it mm-hmm. came I don't know right it came from somewhere right um okay now this next one I'm really sad I haven't seen I was telling you beforehand. I watched the ending on YouTube because I read the plot and it was too much. I had to see it. So I need you to tell me about Arrival. I This wasn't the ones that I got to watch like recently, but it definitely stuck with me that like, I wanted to talk about it, mention it. Um, I mean, so like, what exactly did you see, though? And spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say spoiler alert because I have a lot of questions. I saw where... Um, he he sees their. I I think it's like a not. It's not the future. It's them with kids. Okay. So yeah, I'll just I I'll just quickly kind of explain what's going on. So okay. Major spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen the movie Arrival. Okay. It was really powerful, but like I just I didn't know what was going on, but it was still like. Like I said, really powerful. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole movie is phenomenal in my opinion. Um, but basically, these alien spaceships come to planet Earth, and I think there's t- seven or twelve of them, twelve maybe, and they're scattered all across uh, different countries, continents, and and these aliens like 
are communicating with symbols and stuff, but in a way that, you know, the humans don't understand. So they bring in like this linguist, Amy Adams, to decipher their language. And I forget what role Jeremy Renner plays, psychologist or something like that. Again, uh-huh. a, diff- a different role for him where, you know, it's sort of like chill and he can j- show more, just he doesn't have to scream and stuff. Um, but <laughs> so they they learn this, they try to learn this alien language, figure out why they're here. Turns out that the aliens are there to actually like warn everybody um, of like impending doom that's coming like way in the future, I guess. And okay. or they, they need to save the humans now so the humans can save the aliens later, I think is what it is. And so they what they give them is the power of the aliens like magical power is their language the, their language can actually control time and, okay. and that's why and if and if it sounds stupid when i'm explaining it i promise it's not in the film um, yeah, yeah but and basically they gave amy adams that power so that she can see into the future to stop what is essentially the the chinese like the the general of the Chinese army from like sending off a nuke or something. She like okay. looks into the future to get the message that he ends up getting. It's weird. It's, he like tells her the message that she used to save him. And so that's how she knows what she said. It's a weird time paradox. Cause it's kind of a circle. Okay. Um, again, it's, it's probably confusing how I'm explaining it, but basically then they, she saves like the world with her by using the aliens language, which is to control time. And then one of the huge things, this is going to be, a major spoiler um, specifically about Jeremy Renner's character and her is that she, they fall in love in the movie and in her premonitions, her visions, she sees their daughter that they're going to have. And she sees that their daughter dies at the age of like six due to like a terminal illness. And so the, the really powerful part of the film is that she decides to go and have the kid with Jeremy Renner, despite knowing this. And she, and she doesn't tell him obviously. And then she jeremy ends up like in the i don't know if it's in the film or in her visions but jeremy like she or that's what it is she in her vision she knows that jeremy's gonna leave her because he finds out that she knew the whole time that their daughter was gonna die and didn't tell him but she goes through with it anyway so yeah it's it's really powerful there's a quote from jeremy here that says it emotionally wrecked me i don't know if i'll watch it again that's what renner said after watching the film for the first time I'm like wrecked, and I, I all it was was you telling me what happens. So wow, wow. Was I allowed to tell you that? Did you? I, yeah, no. Okay. I, wanted, I wanted you to. Okay. Um, because like I said, I was watching this thing, and I'm like, there's so much here. I'm just not seeing it like in the right place. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but, huh? That's really interesting. So, and in, okay, so this releases in 2016. Okay, so I was just thinking like his daughter was you know just a couple years old. So, wow. Yeah. So specifically, that's got to be a a, (laughs) you know something that he's thinking about, like his daughter. He's got to be thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, and this also makes me wonder. He's saying like when he first saw it, it left him in bits. So that makes me wonder. I'm I'm assuming he didn't know how how the like how the rest of it played out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he did. He did his acting part, but maybe didn't necessarily know how it was gonna when it once it all got put together. Right. What exactly it, was happening? It was yeah. It seems like it maybe was one of those the room situations where everybody thought it was a shit film, but they thought once it came together, it would be you know something right. different. And again, like because that's how movies are made. So yeah, Jeremy filmed his parts or whatever, or didn't you know didn't know the parts that he didn't. Film. I mean, obviously you read the script, but they don't have to tell you everything. And, right, uh, and I th- well, I think that would make a really interesting aspect for something like this because he's able to come in and act like, you know, 
that have this whatever certain behavior that fits his character because he doesn't know or understand everything that's going on yes. in the future. Yeah. Although you did say, you said she sees that he leaves her. She yeah. I mean, I, there's never there's not necessarily a part in the. F- oh yeah, I guess there's like there's scenes of him playing with his daughter and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I guess there wasn't necessarily a twist or anything to him. Or at least I don't think, but there. But it's not like he, you know, he never has a vision, or there isn't anything explicitly stated by him in the script. Yeah. That or I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so like stuck on this. Like I'm trying to like connect the <laughs> dots of the production of Arrival. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's worth even after me spoiling it and stuff. I think it's worth like checking out. Overall. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to see it now. And he was nominated. I mean, I wanted, for, to, I wanted to see it before, but he was nominated for a Teen Choice Award for it, so you know he was good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Breaking all those teen hearts. Right. They only give out the best for the best. <laughs> um, we have identical lists for this next section, the sad <laughs> section. Uh, what we wanted to watch but have not seen. I think we mentioned them all already. But Dahmer, released in 2002. Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, 2007. And Kill the Messenger. 2014 so the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford is that the that is would obviously be different than isn't there a jesse james movie with brad pitt well that that's that's the one no oh, it is okay it is the one i was thinking that was an even older movie so, unless there's, there's two a, there's a, movies well there's a lot of movies with jesse james in the title or about right. jesse james so i i just wasn't sure i mean that's almost that's over 10 years ago so that's probably it there's, it's funny that you say that because I'm, I'm like I was having the same weird kind of issue where I thought that there was a very similar movie with Brad Pitt or something, yeah. and maybe involving Jesse James. It's kind of weird that we had that thought, but I, I saw a very small clip of this film. I saw the scene of Jeremy Renner getting shot. <laughs> he gets shot. Oh in the film. yeah. Um, oh yeah, because he plays. Oh yeah, he plays one of the. Um, he's like part of Jesse's gang, right? If is that what it is? Because I'm not, I didn't know, but that makes yeah, sense. he play, he plays one of the. Um, Whatever, one of one of his gang members, or whatever okay. you want to call it. That makes sense. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, he he's he gets killed by Robert Ford, played by <laughs> Casey Affleck in the film. So yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> All right, and now to round out the show, we've got a little game. Like I mentioned before, we're each going to assemble our own Avengers team. Uh, we're gonna do a four man squad. So obviously, uh, replicating like Thor, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man and captain america um and then i just kind of i don't have hawkeye on the list but i was telling brian before we started i in my mind hawkeye is like the nick fury he's the one bringing all these characters together he's spent four or five movies bringing uh, all these characters together and now we're gonna pick which characters those are so um i'll have you go first and so I'll, i'll read the list first um and then well, no, no, actually. Sorry. We did some great planning. I'll read the list, and then we'll go one for one. You pick one, I'll pick one. Like that. And then, so are we assembling, are we each doing four, or are we assembling four all together? Well, we'll each do four. Okay. But, you know, I mean, obviously we could pick the same people. Yeah, right, right, okay. All right, so we've got Jeffrey Dahmer from the movie Dahmer. Uh, Neo Ned, I just realized we totally, we didn't mention that at all. Um, so Neo Ned is a movie that Jeremy Renner starred in where he's <laughs> right. a neo-Nazi. Um, it's, it's a rom-com with a neo-Nazi as the lead character. No, no, hold said. on. That's, no, hold on. That's not all that's said because it's a rom-com with him as a neo-Nazi and Gabrielle Union as some, a black woman playing oh. the reincarnation of Adolf Hitler. That's all it is. 
I forgot about that last little bit. It's <laughs> right. a, I don't know how, but somehow I forgot about that last little bit. <laughs> um, Jay Adams' manager from Lords of Dogtown. Wood Height, assassination of Jesse James. That's how, how I remember that he's one of the gang members. Ah. Uh, Sergeant First Class William James from Hurt Locker. James Jim Coughlin from The Town. Aaron Cross from Born Legacy. Hansel from Hansel and Gretel. And Corey Lambert from Wind River. Wind River, I've talked about it. I think I've talked about it on like two separate podcasts. I've talked about it a lot. So I'm not going to say a whole lot more. I didn't want to put it in this episode unless Brian had seen it. But um, great flick. So anyways. <laughs> but Brian didn't see it yet. <laughs> right. Um, I just want to say also thank you for mentioning the fact that he is Hansel and Hansel and Gretel because I, I, that was going to bother me if I didn't go back and say I don't even think I said that. But yes, in Hansel and Gretel, he, he plays Hansel. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two names. I had a 50-50 shot. Yeah, he could be Gretel, <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> the Witch, played by Jeremy Renner. Um, anyways, who is your first pick? Um, okay. This is kind of hard because I actually, it's not hard for me to pick four. It's hard for me to narrow it down to four, which I was kind of surprised about. But my first pick, and I'm going to sort of do this in a way that obviously we can both pick the same one, but I'm going to do it in like my, I'm going to do most important to least important. This is going to be like kind of the leader. I'm actually, I've actually taken him as jay adams manager because he's, okay. he's, he's level-headed and he's just gonna he's gonna be the leader that coordinates everything for the rest of the team that i will assemble <laughs> uh, okay i see <laughs> right so it's underrated but all right who's your first pick my first pick is jeffrey dahmer okay or, you know jeremy renner as jeffrey dahmer <laughs> um the reason being we need someone who is going to be able to like handle who's able to talk to the people you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like, yeah, we are a team of ruthless Jeremy Renners, but we're also nice guys, or at least I can come off in that way. Okay, so in a million years, I never thought that you would ja- draft Jeremy Dahmer as your nice guy on your yeah, team. Yeah, he, and, he, and he was my first pick. Right. But, I mean, obviously, like, the murdering's going to come in handy, too, but, yeah. you know, he's like our front man. He's our, he's our Tony Stark. Wow incredible um that's funny well he's he's actually my second pick he was gonna be anyway but i think you just you just highlighted so many good things like he i was gonna go for just like the dismembering and being able to hide bodies but you 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 can talk to the people that's no that's that's perfect yeah he's my second pick um let's see for me my second one is going to be hansel from hansel and gretel obviously (laughs) obviously from that movie but um yeah i wouldn't have picked that at all except all of the beheadings and everything that you mentioned before i'm i'm totally on board with that i need that in my team (laughs) totally i yeah that's solid pick (laughs) um oh man third hansel's probably the most like his uh his hawkeye character too um i'm gonna go i you know like i said i haven't seen born and he's I guess he's just, he doesn't, in my mind, I feel like I'd rather have Matt Damon, so I can't really, I think for my third pick, I'm going to go with, uh, with Sergeant, uh, First Class William James, because I, I don't know, if there's a bomb, he can defuse it. Ooh, that is a good point. Um, all right, hold on, let me think, I have Jeffrey Dahmer, I have, that's from Montgomery, okay, I'm going to go with Corey Lambert from Wind River. Now, I know you haven't seen it, so you kind of have an unfair advantage here, but in Wind River, he is... Uh, super talented, 
super talented at tracking wildlife and people um, and like reading tracks and everything like that. So I feel like if we're doing like some recon stuff, he could probably handle that. Mm, and then okay. he's also a very skilled sniper. So, yeah. Damn, your, your team's pretty solid so far, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> um, all right, my last pick. So I've got my, my leaders making the plans. Um, I've got my serial killer because every good format team needs one of those. I've got my bomb diffuser. I, I don't think he's going to be able to diffuse Thanos' glove. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with just like somebody who I think... Is it the green gem or the red gem? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyways. <laughs> that, that was solid, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to... I'm going to take gem uh, from the town because like there's got to... I just need that Ruth. I don't think I have... Like I have Dahmer, but I, I need somebody that's more Dahmer than Dahmer. I need somebody that's going to fucking bite some nuts off and that's him yeah yeah so i'm actually i'm going to be picking the same um and i was thinking those things you just mentioned and also loyal as fuck <laughs> yeah for sure um so okay go back over your team again because i i forgot one of them already all right so leading my team is jay adams manager from lords of Dogtown, and his little roster that i see him leading is a three-man team of Jeffrey Dahmer, for the reasons that you've listed, Sergeant First Class William James, defusing Thanos' hand, at least trying, and then James <laughs> Jem Coughlin from the town. When all else fails, he's there to fuck shit up. What was your team? Uh, so I had Jeffrey Dahmer as my front man um, with... Uh, uh, oh, Hansel from Hansel and Gretel for the ruthlessness. Corey Lambert, he's doing all of our, our recon stuff. And then uh, Jem for for the more brutal right him and hansel are there to fuck shit up <laughs> so now cue the someone yelling renner's assemble and uh we've got our teams <laughs> there's a lot more what's crazy is like there's so many more roles that could have gone on here jeremy renner i also didn't mention this before which i don't know why because 28 weeks later is like one of my i mean it it is my favorite zombie movie Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and he was in that. But he, he plays, like, a minor character. I was going to so ask how big of a role kinda, he had. He has, like, I don't know, I guess moderate to minor. Okay. Like, he plays a big role, but he doesn't. he's not on screen very much. Right, gotcha. He saves the kids. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, it's not really a big spoiler. Oh, he's a, There's okay. some kids getting attacked by zombies, and he helps them out. Well, he does a lot of things for the kids, then, in his roles. Console right. and this, and not Jeffrey Dahmer, but others. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so that pretty much, that wraps up our episode, which I can't believe went normal time. I had no idea what to expect with an episode just about one person. I guess that goes to show the talent of Jeremy Renner. All right. <laughs> I actually thought the same um, thing. I thought it might be a little bit short, but I, yeah, it seemed like, uh, he had, he'd, he'd done enough shit that we were able to talk for an hour about him. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun with this too. And I think it was, so this is look for the next couple of minutes anybody that's listening like you get the behind the scenes stuff all right because you've been listening this long you deserve it but um we we had talked before like the you know talking about what we watched this week like that stuff's always fun um but it's also really fun to do these like more focused episodes and like themed episodes and i think doing the one person is really hard to do since we only do two episodes a month but i had a lot of fun and i think we'll probably do it again at some point i hope Oh, we should we we definitely need to do this again. I, I had a ton yeah. of fun doing the the Jeremy Renisode. 
those come to my <laughs> mind. Uh, but, but seriously, like, I actually had a ton of fun, like, being able to look at his different role. I just think, like, picking somebody like him, you know, who I was already kind of a fan of, it just, it was, like, a lot of fun, like, looking yeah. at his different, different roles and stuff like that. Also, just like the, when we did the episodes on female filmmakers and black filmmakers, like, I always get shown or find come across these movies that i would not have found any other way like never in a million years would i would have like googled are there any movies like rom-coms with (laughs) neo-nazis yeah such a good point um so yeah Um, hopefully for everybody that's listening that's part of the fun too is getting turned on to these new flicks yeah definitely um that's really the only thing i have to say at least about jeremy renner um, any, do you have to say anything more about Jeremy Renner? No. Okay, well... But uh, we have one final piece of business. Are you thinking the same thing I am? I, th- I think we're thinking the same thing. This, I was going to get super behind the scenes with people that are still listening. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. We talked about Nailed It in the last episode. And a couple of days later, or maybe, yeah, I think it was like the next night, Brian texts me and says, you have to watch the finale of Nailed It. So, like, I had given up. And I was like, "All right, uh, let's let's do this, Brian. What in the motherfuck happens in that last episode?" Oh my god, I love it. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I'll just set it out there for anybody that didn't get to catch the last episode of Nailed It on Netflix. They always have so Nicole Byers is the host, and they have Jacques something, and it's funny because I call him Jacques, which is almost racist, but that's that's actually his name. It's it's Jacques. He's like the French guy, and then they have a guest judge. And they have different guest judges for all episodes. I think there's only six episodes. And on the sixth episode, for some reason, completely unbeknownst to me, and I think you don't know either. We don't know. But they decided that (laughs) Jay... Can you say his last name? Because I can't really say it. No, I don't know. The brown guy. Yeah, Chan de No, but the guy from Super Troopers and all, you know, the... um, What's their comment? A Broken Lizard. Yeah, um, yeah. So he, Jay from Broken Lizard, he he was their guest judge, and they really don't explain why or say that he, you know, does a lot of cooking or really anything. Right. But that's not all, and I, I'll let you please tell me what what happens on this. Okay, so first of all, it was the the episode was weird enough because he's, you know, like the judges generally, like you just said, they have something to do with food. They talk about food or whatever, and then when they like eat the food or test the food or whatever they will say like oh i really liked this i really enjoyed how you decorated or whatever and like jay for every single one he he like takes a bite and just goes "Mm, it's good (laughs) (laughs) and moves on and it's like totally normal like they just edit it like they would anybody else (laughs) right i think one of the best parts about him was his was the running joke of him eating the noses that was i don't know why but because oh yeah he seemed like he was trying to be funny and for every piece he's like let me get that nose let me eat that nose (laughs) and that was funny but But i was just like dying that he was just like "Mm, it's good (laughs) and yeah so 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 he doesn't really have any expertise they bring him on the show you know you're kind of wondering why and then about halfway in i think it's on their second challenge right yeah yeah he, it's in the middle of the second jay jay starts sort of talking to himself because he's talking to his his earpiece or his mic wherever that is or, or he's got an earpiece right. in but he's talking to his mic and he's talking to you know the guy the guy behind the scenes or whatever uh and he's like i got a situation i got a kid situation my babysitter <laughs> bailed or something i gotta go get my kids and i'm literally watching this like i can't it's kind of a weird joke but i don't get it but yeah but then it's not a joke then jay fucking leaves the show 
And they don't, as I, as I told you, they don't, one thing that I respect about the show now is that they didn't decide to reshoot it. They didn't need another judge. They didn't cut any of this out. They just fucking acknowledge that Jay leaves for, for this, this second challenge and then comes back with coffee later. And it's just bizarre <laughs> and hilarious. I, I didn't know what to think. Like I didn't. <laughs> Me either. And it's funny, like I was actually, I was starting to fall asleep a little bit because it was like, I knew, I don't know. I kind of, I thought when you said that, I thought maybe you were just like, it was crazy that he was even a judge for right. whatever reason. And so that was weird. And then whatever he's judging and like, it was kind of weird, but I started to started to fall asleep. And Mackenzie's like, not, she's like nudging me and then like full on push me. She's like, are you watching this? Like what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? And yeah, like you said, like I was waiting for like some kind of joke or whatever, or I thought like, oh, he's going to come back with all the super troopers guys or something. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I thought it was going to be something. Cause I felt like he was on there basically as a promo for super troopers. Right. And yeah, then he's then he's just gone. But I agree with you. It, like kudos to them for not like they didn't scrap the episode. They didn't try to make it into something else. They were just like, no, this guy fucking left, and this is how it happened. Right. There's something that's it's like a little endearing about it. Like that, you know. I don't. We're not the biggest fans of Nicole Byers as the host. There's actually there's times where I I don't hate her, you know. But um, yeah, I think it's the when he leaves and she's like. Did that just happen? I mean, did Jay, is he coming back? That was pretty funny. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that was that was the finale of Nailed It. And frankly, I think it, it they nailed it. As far as what the show is about, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And somewhere, one of the producers or whoever is looking over their income versus their uh expenses is he's yelling out in his best nicole buyer impression you're done (laughs) (laughs) no more nailed it (laughs) oh god (laughs) anyways i think that's a good place to end this one did you have any other final thoughts i know that's perfect (laughs) okay thanks for listening everybody we'll uh we'll see you in the next one see ya